You're the best friends anybody ever had. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. Bring it in, bring it in. I will only be checking somewhat satisfied on our comment card. You know what really grinds my gears? Bug me! For Alibi Vodka. This is Bugs and Hugs. Well, good Friday morning, and every Friday we give you an opportunity to give us a shout and, uh, yeah, let us know what it is that's on your mind. 1-877-332-8255. It is Bugs and Hugs. You got something bugging you, something that is frustrating you, and you just have to get it off your chest. You can't head into the weekend with this with this load on your mind. Well, then give us a call. one 332 8255 On the flip side, maybe you want to give a hug. Maybe you want to send a pat on the back to somebody or an organization that's doing some great work. We'd love to hear that as well. That number again, one 332 8255 We were just talking firearms with the, uh, a couple of, of guests from the Saskatchewan Firearms Office. We had the uh, Chief Firearms Officer for the province, Robert Freeberg, along with the uh, Senior Legal Counsel, Saskatchewan Firearms Office, Mr. Blaine Bevan. And uh, through that conversation, lots of great questions came in. Some text that I didn't get to as well, but Ryan Arcola says, I can't be the only one who's infuriated and terrified that the ones who are most on us about, you know, this whole gun issue are talking about ensuring a smooth confiscation program and using similar terms like that. Anything less than a hard no from gun owners in Canada is one more loss of freedom to too many. We know this province has a ton of firearm owners that are law-abiding, that use their firearm for hunting or for sport or or collectors, perhaps. My dad, big into uh, firearms and sadly lost my dad a number of years ago, but he he used to really enjoy firearms. He was part of uh, going to gun shows and those types of things. And so I, I kind of grew up around that, growing up on a farm. But there are there are also people that are not big gun people. Bill, actually, in Indian Head, shot us a text this morning and said, those of us who do not own firearms and do not approve of what the liberals are doing are saddled with the bill to get rid of the guns. It seems like robbery on both sides. So, you know, Bill's saying we're we're fighting to get rid of it. We're getting the, the law shoved down our throats federally and... Uh, Regardless of where you are on this issue, it's uh, it's frustrating. So thanks to uh, everyone who's weighed in on the topic of firearms this morning. Appreciate that. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs is going strong, and we're going to start with Pauline in Saskatoon. Thanks for calling in. What have you got for us to start the show today, Pauline? I have a hug, first of all. Hey! And a t- and a t- I know, right? I love and starting the show with a hug. And it's a health services hug, of all things. Okay, let's hear it. I had to attend um, RUH emergency room last week, and my experience was awesome. Hmm. From getting there to being discharged a couple days later, zero complaints. Exceptional nursing staff. Yeah, that's great. And, I, um, you know, I'm not shocked to hear that. We, our healthcare professionals in this province truly are top-notch people. And someone like you who has, you know, I'll call it the unfortunate opportunity to use the healthcare system, we, you, you then really get a chance to see up front how good they really are. Well, when you really need it, it's definitely there. Yeah, for sure. Well, Pauline, thanks for calling in. And uh, a great way to start the show, a big hug to the ER staff at the Royal University Hospital in Saskatoon. one 332 8255 All right, Saskatoon caller Wayne, thanks for calling in. What have you got for us today on Bugs and Hugs? 
Well, I'm going to just kind of, you live in Regina Avenue and then you got city drivers there. But here in Saskatoon, I do believe we got the worst drivers anywhere in the world. I mean, absolutely <laughs> clueless that even took a driver training course. I don't see it. Four-way stops are a very keen in- indication of how people drive. You know, you go to a four-way stop and they're all sitting there wondering who goes. I mean, you can see it. They're all sitting there, I, I don't think I go. I don't think I go. It's not a hard concept, though, is it, Wayne? No, but if you took driver training, wouldn't you have learned that? <laughs> you should have learned it. And sometimes, Wayne, one of my problems is the person who's trying to be over-courteous at a four-way stop, they can cause more <laughs> problems than not because they're waving you to go and it's clearly not your turn. That is that is true, Evan. And, you know, just you got to be careful. I tell my kids, four-way stops are kind of... Iffy in Saskatoon, make sure when you go that someone decide, oh, maybe they should go when they weren't. And it's just our drivers. I mean, I could go on all day about how they merge onto the 90-kilometer-an-hour roadway going about 20, and that's how they merge. We got bad drivers. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to say I spend a very equal amount of time in both big cities, Saskatoon and Regina, and uh yeah, I mean, I have my complaints about drivers in both cities, so I'm not so sure one wins a gold and one wins a silver when it comes to bad bad drivers, but uh, I do appreciate the call. one 332 It is Bugs and Hugs. It's an opportunity for you to call in and uh, give us your thoughts. Have you got something that's on your mind? Let's go to Les in Corning. Les, thanks for calling in. What have you got today? Uh, those four guys at Coots, Alberta that uh, are politically locked up, and, well, two just got released. Now, the one has facing a charge that he was thinking about transporting a rifle, which is a bogus uh, uh, charge to begin with. After being locked up for virtually two years uh, and pretty much in solitary confinement, two more are locked up still, unable to talk to anybody, uh, that, that is unbelievable. Yeah, I, they recently, I, two of those, you just you just mentioned, but two of the four uh, that were charged with conspiracy to commit murder during, this is, of course, all related to the 2022 blockade at the Canada-U.S. Coots border in Alberta there. So they've pled out to lesser charges, and they were basically possession of restricted firearm in an unauthorized place. It had to do with the possession of the guns uh, as opposed to that that bigger charge, which was conspiracy to commit murder. But, but two are still locked up, right, Les? You got it. And uh, why? What? What's the holdup? Like, I'm sure there had to have been a court somewhere that could have heard the case by now. And isn't there a 30-day deal that uh, that uh, they they got, or a 30-month? They have to be either released or. Uh, under a statutory, isn't that a law? You know, you know, Les, it's a, that's it's a good point and a good question. I don't profess to be a corrections expert, so I have lots of background in policing. It does seem a, a little bit weird to me, and clearly their release has been opposed, um, and and through this whole process. So yeah, there's four of them originally were charged, two still um, are locked up, as you as you mentioned. 
And uh, it's Anthony Olenek and Chris Carbert are the two that are still still in there. Jeremy Morn and Christopher Lysak were the ones that just here within the last couple of weeks uh, pled guilty to a lesser charge, possession of a restricted firearm in an unauthorized place. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not convinced that this story is necessarily coming out accurately in terms of why they had firearms there, how they got their firearms there. But at the end of the day, I mean, Les's Les's point is how long have they been in custody? Why has it been so long? Um, Could they not have got a hearing? Could they not be released on, you know, some sort of conditions, which of course we see that happening all the time. 1-877-332-8255. All right, let's go to Dwayne in Carrot River. Dwayne, thanks for calling into Bugs and Hugs. Have you got a bug or a hug today? Well, I'm bugged just slightly, I think, and okay. slightly, that yesterday on your program, there was some discussion about a particular hospital uh, calling halt to things, and uh, I want to point out two things about that. One is that everyone in this province should know that nurses are burnt out, covering for each other, trying to keep our hospital going, and I was so pleased to hear the earlier comment today that they're, they're still doing a great job. Right. But I want to point out that nurses do not have the opportunity to strike. They have to draw attention to their problems with such actions as they did the other day. And simply saying, well, there was enough bodies at every place in the hospital to run the place, uh, when is ignoring the problem mm-hmm. and that those people are really needing some help to happen. And the second point I want to make out teachers, who I am an old, old teacher, had the opportunity to go on strike. And when they go on strike, as they've been doing several times in the province this year, uh, the worst thing that happens if they can't do the job with their students is that Johnny's math scores drop a point or two. When nurses can't do their job, people die. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to stop dancing around the fact and making comments like, well, maybe they overreacted. Uh, They're desperate. It's a desperate situation. They're trying their best. But I think people, both the elected people and the people who vote for them, need to solve this problem. And the quicker they can, the better. I appreciate the call in on this, Dwayne. It's you know it's a really good conversation. I uh, we we had lots of people weighing in on both sides because uh, I threw the question out yesterday. Did they overreact? I have had years, countless years of opportunity to see firsthand the incredible work that nurses can do. Literally turn on a dime like that when an emergency happens. Um, and so, you know, in some ways, and I asked this of uh, Tracy Zambori yesterday, the president of uh, Saskatchewan Union of Nurses. You know, this is kind of what nurses do, and they do it very well. The fact that he was in the waiting room, not great, but probably better than if him, if he was at home. And so, you know, the question about did they, did they sound the alarm too early? They were able to handle it. She talked quite eloquently about the fact that it really wasn't about staffing that day. They actually had adequate staffing. It was about, again, overcapacity because the second they start lining them up in the hallway, the fire department steps in and says you're breaching fire codes and you can't have people in stretchers in the hallway. So they're, they're kind of pinched, right? And I think that's exactly, Dwayne, what you're talking about is, is people need to be able to cut them a break. They're the front line. They're the ones that are trying to deal with this problematic health system that we have. And uh, I appreciate you shining a light on that today, Dwayne. 
Thank you for hearing me. Thank you, Betcha. one 332 8255 It is Bugs and Hugs. We're going to take a quick break. A few texts are coming in here, and of course, your calls are very welcome. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs continues next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Do the world a favor, pull your lip over your head and swallow. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Because they're all good kids until dried out, brain dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. I love it. This is Bugs and Hugs for Alibi Vodka. Bugs and Hugs every Friday morning, one whole hour for you to call in and, uh, and share, if you will, one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. If you've got something that you want to get off your chest, something that's really bugging you, this is the place to do it. Or maybe you want to send out something positive. You got some good vibes to take us into the weekend. You can do that here as well. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. We'll go back to the phone lines. Jerry is on the phone from Asquith. Good morning, Jerry. What have you got for us today? Well, I'll tell you. Evan, I got a big hug for the ICU team, doctors and nurses, over there at the St. Paul's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Ah, they're incredible. Their preparation every morning, doctors and nurses working together, making a plan. We got uh, supervision of the patients is just unbelievable. And they just keep working and working and trying and just trying to make everything work out for the patients. So. Well, appreciate that. You know, Jerry, we we obviously we've talked about St. Paul's a lot because of how busy they are. Uh, their their location in the city, they get a lot of walk in traffic, and they are overrun. That ER is is something constantly we're seeing. They're overcrowded. They've got uh, too many people. They're spilling out in the hallways. Uh, and so when we talk about some of the complexities in healthcare, it seems like we we talk about St. Paul's. My daughter, by the way, daughter in law is a nurse at St. Paul's Hospital, so I always hear it from her after I've been talking about it on the air. So, Jerry, you're putting us all in good books today by reminding us the important message of of the incredible work that they do over there at at St. Paul's. Well, the main thing, too, is they all really work together so well. They they care for the patients, they care for each other, and that just uh, transfers into a a really incredible ambience. Jerry, while I got you on the line, we heard earlier this morning we had a caller from Purdue who said the highway's not great and the visibility not great. You're out there on 14. What what are things looking like? Oh, I'm sorry, Evan. I have to uh, stay in Saskatoon now and go in every... Okay, so we we don't get you an ask with this morning, then. Okay, no, no problem. No, no, I'm staying on it. Well, no, I'm, I'm staying off the highway right now. Okay, so. good. That's a good decision because we have we have heard that uh, highways in and around Saskatoon uh, not the best. It sounds like they've gotten better. Sanding crews are out. Visibility was was not great at one point this morning, but the calls have slowed down and the the text line. So I'm guessing that maybe it's not quite as uh, big of an issue as it once was. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. If you've got a bug or a hug, we would love to hear from you as well. Cameron, Cameron in Regina says, okay, I got a hug. You know, when you give one of those fake hugs to someone that actually bugs you? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing here because I don't like being mean today. I'm going to send out a hug to the city of Regina for the highest water bill I've ever received for some reason that includes garbage removal fees. Thank you for such a well thought out and fair idea. 
tongue firmly planted in cheek, Cameron. Thank you uh, very much for that hug. And I'll put that in quotes. one 332 8255 It is Bugs and Hugs, and I've got Doug in Saskatoon. What's your bug today, Doug? Well, I was just telling your call taker, I've noticed here in the last while uh, somebody or or people, I guess, are spoofing um, our phone numbers. So I'll get a, a phone call on my on my phone here. I don't recognize the name or number. Uh, generally, I don't answer it, but I'll call the number back and uh, say, hey, I, I missed your phone call. And people will say, no, I, I didn't call you at all. And then the same thing with my number. I've been getting phone calls from people saying, hey, I missed your call. And, you know, I, I haven't made any phone calls. And, and on top of that, I blocked my uh, my number anyways when I make a call. So there's something, I guess, new that's happening. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, there's nothing to be gained from it other than an inconvenience. But I'm kind of interested to where it's coming from and why it's well, happening right now. I can actually tell you a little bit about that because this is actually something that we've seen over the last year and a half, two years especially. And so a lot of times it will be, you know, fraudsters who are wanting to call you or people that are calling on behalf of, you know, telemarketing or something like that. There are programs that you can use so that when you phone, it shows up like a local number. And so you will, they will, it basically is how they can display it. Using a program that displays a random local number on your phone, which means that you're more likely to pick up the call. That's what they're wanting you to do. They're wanting you to hit to hit the green button on your phone, answer the call, and then they got you. If you don't answer, well, that number that you're going to try and call back, which is exactly what you're talking about, Doug, that's just some local number that they basically disguised as the number that they're calling from. And so we dealt with that. I, I can tell you at the at the Regina Police Service, we had co- people coming in saying, I'm getting 15 calls a day from people saying, hi, I see you called me today. And the lady that had come in and said, no, I never made any of these calls, but they were using her number to make it look like it was a local call coming in. And sadly... Programs like this are available, quite easily accessible for people that are, you know, calling you for nefarious reasons, not uh, necessarily what you would uh, expect from maybe that local number that's giving you a call. I'm Evan Bray, and you're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Super duper. That's nice. That's awesome. Way to go. Neato. Okay. I'm just going to give you a big hug. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. It is that day where you can call in and just get it off your chest. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs every Friday morning. And, you know, we've been talking about road conditions not being the best especially around Saskatoon. There's parts, it's kind of like the the east part of the province isn't as bad as the west part of the province right now. If you look at that highway hotline map, now, Dave and Regina is taking exceptions with the highway hotline. His bug, he texted in this morning, whoever supplies road conditions information to the highway hotline, and they definitely need glasses. <laughs> Dave says, I was on Highway 39 east of Weyburn last night. Highway Hotline said winter conditions exist. It was, and most likely still is, completely ice-covered. You could skate on it. If you can't give more accurate information, then give no information at all. Dave bugged by the Highway Hotline. 
And we use it, right? We, I am heading out on the highway the later this afternoon. I'm going to check the highway hotline and I'm going to trust that it's fairly accurate. Obviously, conditions can change quick, but anyway, appreciate that call there. one 332 8255 I'm going to go to Larry in Saskatoon. We were talking gun control, gun legislation from 9 to 10. We had the chief firearms officer for the province in. And Larry, this is what's got you bugged today, gun control. It is. Go back to 1991, uh, C-17 that the uh, Mulroney government brought in, and then 1995, C-68, the other big gun control that was supposed to make us safe. The Auditor General said there were no evidence for that to reduce crime. And that proved true, because we've had a much increase in violent crime, drug gangs running up. Uh, large areas of our cities and other places now, uh, shooting up the place. They just don't care, and they're as armed as they need to be to fight off oh, their competition, which is, you know, increased. Yeah, I couldn't agree with so, you more. You know, Larry, we, we have, Canada has some of the strictest gun regulations when it comes to, certainly if you put us in contrast to the United States, it's not even close. But I feel like a broken record over the last decade for sure that I've been talking in the media about gun control. Law-abiding gun owners are not the problem, and yet that seems to be where the federal government continues to move legislation without focusing on the people that are using guns for a criminal purpose, and that's what you're pointing out. I think we should be able to challenge them on on the premises for those laws. Mm-hmm. Cultural Marxism is what they're basing it on, that people are not responsible. It's a system. It's an inanimate object. Under common law, um, it's a Judeo-Christian thing. We believe that people are to be held responsible for their actions. They're not perfect, but if they're held responsible, then they will have a better result because they will take responsibility. Well, firearms, definitely one that gets people calling in. And uh, I, I am a person that says you can have all the laws in the world. They are only as good as the people that want to follow them. And I know that criminals in our province and everywhere are not going to follow the law. So whether you have to have a license to possess, whether you want to ban guns, which I've said repeatedly is, in my opinion, a waste of time, energy, and money, because a ban only is good for law-abiding people. And those that aren't law-abiding people aren't going to follow the law. one 332 8255. It is Bugs and Hugs. It is your opportunity to let us know what's bugging you. I'll tell you, Snoop Dogg is bugged. You know, you've, you've always got to be careful when you're going to throw a Snoop Dogg uh, song clip on there because, you know, there's certain words that Snoop likes to throw in his songs that we don't like to throw on the radio. Snoop Dogg is suing Walmart in the United States because of serial sabotage. So Snoop has got his own line of foods. Okay? He's come up with cereals. And so he's struck a deal with Post Brand Cereal, a food manufacturing company, that they are going to display his cereals in all of the major stores in the United States that they supply to. Walmart, Target, Kroger, like any of those big stores. Well, he wanders into a Walmart and finds his branded cereal on the bottom shelf tucked on the far left side. 
He says this wasn't the deal. And so he's suing. False arrangement is what Snoop is saying. Snoop cereal is being sabotaged by post. Boy, it's uh, it's a big story. That's a big news story when uh, Snoop is suing over his cereal. one 332 8255 I'm surprised we actually haven't. It's been quiet on the teacher front. I haven't even got a text today. Now that I've said it, maybe that'll change. But we haven't even got a text about teachers up until this moment where I said something. It's been quiet. No bugs, no hugs, no talk about teachers. As we know that they have put a hold on strike action because they are back to the bargaining table. Summons back to the bargaining table. The province were given a new mandate. And of course, in that mandate, there's lots of questions. Is this going to be what's going to get the deal done? Both sides have already hinted as they make their way back to the table for Monday. Both sides have already hinted what will and won't be in there. We're hearing from the teachers that classroom complexity has to be part of the final deal. And if that isn't part of the new mandate from the province, then they're likely not going to get a deal and we'll see them go back to job action. On the other side, the province is saying, you know what? We've got a new mandate when it comes to a wage increase for the teachers. However, we still think classroom complexity doesn't belong in the contract. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't be able to reach an agreement at the table, but they're certainly not coming in in a way that looks as though they're going to get there. one 332 8255 Lots of uh, texts coming in. Trent in Saskatoon sends in this bug. What bugs me is when tow truck drivers or whoever else leave debris behind at an accident scene. Usually a police officer is present. Why does this happen? Trent in Saskatoon is asking the question. You know, it's a good question because I've been to a lot of them. Those accident scenes, you got a bumper laying there. You've got maybe glass or fluids leaking from the vehicles on scene. So typically, they will try and make an effort to get that cleaned up in a couple of different ways. Number one, often that that debris that's there is part of the evidence that they will use to investigate. So as long as the vehicles are still there and the police are on scene investigating, actually doing an investigating, um, those pieces on the ground are important. We use the example often when we're talking about a pedestrian accident, for example, if a person loses their shoe or loses their hat after being hit by a car, Often there's actually a formula that police traffic investigators will use to determine, depending on how far away that hat is or the shoe is, it helps in the calculation to the speed of the vehicle. So sometimes that debris, although it looks like it's just a bunch of garbage out on the roadway, that is very much the evidence that they use when they are putting together an investigation. Now, once the investigation's done and the vehicles are either towed out of there or are able to leave on their own if they're still drivable, there is an expectation that that should get cleaned up. Typically, the tow truck companies are pretty good about this. In fact, I remember talking with Brad for Brad's Towing in Saskatoon. To uh, he used to come Kevin to some of our Saskatchewan Association of Chiefs of Police meetings. Uh, a great partner for sure and, and often would talk about scene cleanup. And so tow truck companies often will pick up if they're towing a vehicle and it's missing the bumper. They'll go back and grab the bumper and throw it on the flatbed. They'll take it with the vehicle that they're taking. 
When it comes to glass or spills of fluids, like if you have antifreeze out, often we'll have the fire department come out and they put that Zorball on there so that it absorbs the liquid. Because antifreeze can make the street, even a dry street, very slippery. And so they will put that on there. But then they should shovel it up and take it away. Same with broken glass. Often it's a call to the city. So I can think in Regina, we would have an accident where there would be glass left on the street. Once we've got the intersection cleaned up and the vehicles are gone, we would call city crews to come and clean up the glass that would be left or any of those things. But sometimes I think it probably doesn't happen as quick as you would like. And uh, and maybe other times it's uh, it doesn't happen at all. So I appreciate, Trent, you uh, you texting in with that. And uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight as to as to how that works out. one 332 8255 It is bugs and hugs. Your opportunity to let us know if you've got something that's bugging you or something that you would like to share. DJ in Saskatoon says, here's the bug, Trudeau. The three biggest issues we have in this province, not enough housing, overcrowding in hospitals, overcrowding in schools. What's the underlying issue? Too many people coming to Canada too fast without a plan. Who's responsible for this? Trudeau. If you want to bring people in, fine, but you better have a plan. DJ in Saskatoon. one 332 8255 It is Bugs and Hugs every Friday. We'll take another quick break and we'll come back with the last opportunity you have this week to share with us your bug and or hug right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Best friends anybody ever had. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. Bring it in, bring it in. I will only be checking somewhat satisfied on our comment card. You know what really grinds my gears? Bug me! For Alibi Vodka. This is Bugs and Hugs. Every Friday morning, it is your opportunity to call in at 1 332 8255 and let us know what it is that's got you bugged, or maybe you want to send out a hug. And I'm always impressed at how balanced we are. If I look at the text line, which, by the way, we can never keep up to. I'm going to try my best to get a couple more on. But it is a pretty good balance, actually. A pretty good balance of bugs and hugs. Larry and Melfort uh, texted in saying, Why is Saskatoon Council proposing the same size of stadium as they already have? The difference between what they're proposing and a 30,000-seat stadium is only about another 25% or so. Building one as proposed will be out of date before you know it and will become a flyby stadium before it's even built. We talked about this this morning. We talked about that new downtown event and entertainment district being proposed. The vision was launched yesterday. In fact, we had Cynthia Block on this morning, Saskatoon City Councillor, talking about this exciting news for the city and really for the province. But Larry's point is... If you're going to build it the same size, are you really gaining anything? Why not go bigger and then you can attract the bigger crowds? They haven't even figured out how they're paying for it yet, so maybe we'll we'll go one step at a time. one 332 8255 Let's go to Gene in Regina. Gene, thanks for calling in. Have you got a bug or a hug today? I have a hug for the city of Regina and Aquarius Plumbing and Heating. Oh, what do they do for you? Well, we had to have a main uh, water uh, gate valve change, you know, inside the house, and it's a process. And so you get things organized, and uh, the city phoned the city, and the city rolled up, and it was under a whole bunch of ice. Next thing you know, the steamer rolled up, and they got everything open for us. Oh, good. Aquarius was there. They did their job, and then, of course, you have to phone back and wait, you know, for the city to come back again. 
And it's been about a, as the guy's writing up the bill, the city rolled back up, turned on the water, wow. everything was good. And it just, the takeaway from all this, Evan, is give everybody some time and guess what? It'll all work Stuff out. Stuff gets done for sure, Gene. Thanks for sharing that. That's a great one. one 332 8255 is Bugs and Hugs. I am feeling like today's hugs might outnumber the bugs because I'm going to Ed in Martinsville. And Ed, I understand you've got a hug to share as well. Both a hug and a bug for the same thing there, Evan. Okay, what I is want, it? First, a hug to all the doctors and the nurses and all the staff that operate the hospitals and the clinics in Saskatoon. I mean, under the stress and what they deal with all the time, they make the best of it, but, you know, top-notch to them for what they do. I can't thank them enough for all of my medical needs I've had to deal with them in the past. Mm-hmm. The But what bugs me is... This is for Saskatoon alone. I'm not saying that Regina doesn't have its share of problems in every other city across Canada. But uh, the population of Saskatoon has been growing over the years. Hospital capacity has not. And with the exception of New Children's Hospital in the last years, there's not much increased bed capacity going on for all three hospitals. But what really bugs me the most is why the city hospital, for all these decades, the ER continues to only operate until 8 p.m. weeknights. They're not 24-7 like the other two. I wonder why do they not consider making it 24-7 to help maybe alleviate some of the pressure of the other two hospitals? Maybe it, is it a staffing thing, Ed? Like they're having trouble finding staff as it is if they were to open it up 24 hours. I mean, I see what you're saying. It adds capacity, but they also would have to staff it. Yeah, they've, they've been like this for decades now, like even before it's gotten this bad. So there's still something more to it that I'm not understanding. Healthcare definitely a challenge. And Ed, thank you so much for uh, giving us a bug and a hug. That's a good balance right there. I, I like this text, Paul and Regina. My bug of the day is whenever I'm flying on a commercial airline, during the flight, the pilot or co-pilot pilot makes some sort of an announcement on the PA system. Can anyone actually hear and understand what they're saying? I hope it's not super important information. The flight attendant should just tell the pilots, no one can understand you. Isn't that true? Pilots come on. Good afternoon. (laughs) And they're talking in that low, hushed voice. I got a buddy, John, that flies for WestJet. I should ask him if that's special training that they get when they're uh, talking to people. A couple of hugs. uh, Boy, lots of hugs for nurses today as well. Linda and Swift Current sending out hugs to teachers and nurses. Our nurses go into the profession after receiving an amazing education from the teachers. So it's a vicious cycle. Good education leads to better educated students who then have the ability to enter the professions that they want and to excel. It all starts in the classroom. And Dustin and Yorkton's throwing a hug out to uh, that big cheer team competition going on in Moose Jaw. The best of the West competition going on in Moose Jaw. Go Gritters, he says, from Yorkton. Dustin, thanks for that. one 332 8255 Bugs and hugs. It's always a good hour of your thoughts, of things that you would like to share. And although we've run out of time today, I can guarantee you next Friday we'll do it all over again. Right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.